welcome to Captivate and Close. I'm Kinsey Mackis, business consultant and marketing strategist, and I'm going to show you how to attract and enroll high-paying clients using my breakthrough online marketing strategies, all without having to rely on complicated funnels, disingenuous clickbait, or spammy sales tactics. These are the messaging, marketing, and selling secrets that virtually no one is talking about. So let's dive in. Hey you, welcome back to another episode of Captive Bait and Close. It's so good to be here with you this morning. You guys, I am pumped. Gosh, I'm just feeling so energized today. I have to tell you, it has been a, a really messy, heavy couple weeks, if we're being honest. You know me, I love, I love vulnerability. I love transparency. And it it I feel like I can't not have these conversations with you. You know, when we talk about business and marketing and messaging and selling without telling you the truth and just giving you a little bit of a little bit of like realness and peek into the day-to-day life and the struggles and the challenges and I think that's equally as important if not more to me to really just kind of create that space right create that space where we're just telling the truth (laughs) and just connecting as humans right and it has been, you know, a really wild couple weeks, okay? So we had our in-person live event, which was literally mind-blowing, okay? It was, for one, validation and, and it just affirmed the fact that we need to continue to have, you know, more in-person events, the, the connections that are built, the relationships that are created, just that connection that'll, that happens in the room is just so different than a virtual experience. So we're going to continue. Um, we've actually been doing a lot of strategic planning and um, going to make in-person events a core strategy of ours, which is so fun. So we'll continue to keep you in the loop of that. But what I know about myself is that because I'm an introvert, because I'm an empath, because I have sensory challenges um those experiences do like knock me on my ass if we're being honest so I call it kind of like an energetic hangover so I it took me like a good week to recover from that event in a very good way right and I'm still learning about myself and like really what my um my unique sort of um challenges are when it comes to stimulus and 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 sensory processing and things like that but um you know being or having to put on sort of my extroverted suit if you will for a couple days and spending a lot of time around people like it just wears on me and it's weird and I used to hate it and I used to feel guilty or shameful about it but I've really let go of a lot of that and I'm just it is what it is um but then we rolled into some personal challenges in with the kids and like there's some just some really heavy things going on at the kids schools so we actually have you know we have three kids in three different schools and they're all in a really interesting transitional phase and there you know there's scenarios of bullying and you know um classmates being depressed and like the conversations in middle school by the way are like insane you guys nobody really equips you for this level of parenting right I was just talking to my girlfriend it's like 
I'll go back to the days where I used to be stressed about, you know, my toddler not eating his vegetables or him having a temper tantrum or, you know, the potty training struggles, which by the way, we still like our four year old still will not poop on the on the toilet. That's besides the point. But it's in comparison, right? If you think about those challenges in comparison to what we're starting to roll into, right? With a middle schooler and, you know, a third grader who's starting to get into the tween, you know, phase. It's just really a lot. It can feel like a lot. But if if anything, I've learned that I am more than equipped to uh, my husband and I are both very, very equipped to be the parents we need to be to our kids to support them in their journeys. And albeit we don't know everything and most of the times we're like, what are we even doing? But we love, we just love so hard in our family. And also we are committed to just learning. And I think that alone gives us such a leg up. And because we've developed such incredible relationships with our kids and we have this unit, um, I just feel like, you know, in some ways we're unstoppable. But needless to say, it's been just a crazy couple weeks. And because I'm an empath, because I like carry that energy, I carry the burden of the world on my shoulders, right? I just process those things differently. And so it's, you know, created, you know, a little bit of a dip in just, you know, the anxiety, the depression, you know, which then makes me feel tired. And, you know, it's all the ugliness. But like I said, it, it's just the truth. And as a business owner, because you don't really have sort of the separation of clocking in, clocking out, and as a personal brand, you are your business, it can feel really messy when you intertwine entrepreneurship in your personal life. In some ways, it's a blended. In some ways, right, a lot of the learnings that you have in your personal life carry over into business, which is so awesome. But it is what it is. And I just I just want to create that space for you guys just to give you sort of the not just the awareness, but the permission to just be where you're at and allow it. (laughs) That's all I have for you on that. So that's not what I want to talk about today, though. What I want to talk about is how to get your clients to buy anything from you. Okay, and this would be, I guess, your potential clients. How do you get people saying yes? How do you get people throwing your their credit cards? How do you get more people to sign up for your programs and services without having the bomb, 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 right? The, the money objection, the ultimate bomb of, right? It's like my, um, I need to talk to my husband about this. Oh, this isn't in the budget. Oh, that wasn't what I expected. Oh, that is really high, right? Like I could go over all the objections that you've probably heard in some form or fashion when it comes to money. And to be honest, you guys, what we know about the money objection is 99% of the time, it's never actually about the money. Okay. So I want to talk about some, some scenarios here and dive into really the depth of what this looks like, okay? I am not going to sit here and tell you, right, how to price your program or service to get it, get more yeses. I, I don't want to tell you how to create the perfect content that's going to have, you know, clients, you know, rushing to your DMs. We have a free experience for, for you there. We have the content lab. Go to the content lab if you haven't already joined us in one of those. Um, 
uh, kinseymacus.com forward slash content lab. Okay, that's where we go over that. I, I'm not going to tell you how to create that irresistible offer that um, has more people saying yes, okay? Because yes, those things are important. But at the end of the day, when it comes to getting more people to buy what you have, you as the business owner, as the entrepreneur, have to change the way you buy, <laughs> okay? So let me kind of unpack that a little bit. First of all, not just, okay, when you think about buying things, right? It all ties back to how you perceive money and what your relationship is with money. A lot of our people come to us and they think they have problems with selling. They think that they have sales aversions, right? It's like, yes, most people do avoid sales at all costs, right? But they think that, you know, it's it's kind of tying back to, well, my offer isn't good enough. My price isn't right. I don't have my ideal clients in my audience. And yes, all those things come into play. But at the end of the day, what what's actually causing the majority of the money drama in your life is your own money mindset. And so I want to offer some things today to really just uncover in your life So you can start seeing how this is playing into how people buy from you. Because if you don't realize that they're connected, you're going to miss out on a lot of opportunity. So the first thing that I want you to really think about is what is my relationship with money? Now, we have um, a money mindset training inside 10K Content Collective, and it really starts to unpack your relationship with money by first identifying your money story. And you have to understand that there are there are experiences and and patterns in your life in your childhood that have shaped how you perceive money and how you treat it, right? How you have sort of grown or leaned out of your relationship with money. And so that's where we need to start. You need to really understand like what are things from your childhood or how were you raised from a money perspective, okay? So for example, right, I didn't have a lot growing up. Um, we were, it was just my mom and I and she did everything and and anything she could to um, make sure that I had everything that we need. And we were fine, right? But there was sort of this lack mentality, which sort of put me into this frame of mind of never having enough. I was very aware, right, that we, in comparison to my friends' families, right, my friends' parents, that we didn't have a lot of money and there wasn't enough of it, right? It was the, you know, living paycheck to paycheck, not being able to do a lot of the things that my other friends were able to do and just feeling like there, again, was never enough. But what, how this started to, you know, there was other components in my life that, that attributed to this, but what this started to do for me was connect lack with not being enough. So I started to believe that because we didn't have, quote unquote, a lot of money, I wasn't good enough. And so that connection and there's always there. 
there's always something to be learned when when you start to uncover like your money story and how that's impacted your perception of value and worth in yourself okay and we'll circle back to that thought but how that transpired was just a terrible relationship with money not only did I have this connection of having a lot of money meant that I was more worthy I had just a really bad stewardship of uh, stewardship of money altogether and so I would learn how to make it but then I would let it go as soon as I as soon as it came out like or as, as soon as it came in, it all went out because of this sort of scarcity of, well, what if, what does this mean for me? How, like not really understanding how to save, what that would impact, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't want to talk about like saving and budgeting and things like that. What I really want you to understand from this story is how it unfolded in my own journey from not having enough the connection that I made with not having enough in in relation to myself and then how it started to play out in my adulthood, okay? And so I've learned that I am very vulnerable to a lack mindset. And so early in my 20s, actually, I, I read The Secret and I started to really shape myself as an abundant thinker. And so I have that to thank and I've really shifted from this idea of like there is an abundant amount of money and money is just energy and and I won't get into too much of that, but it's allowed me to see it differently and understand that like I can literally create money at any moment and you guys have that opportunity too as entrepreneurs. Um, But what I have to really be careful about is the relationship and the stewardship of it. Okay, and so for you, I really want you to think about what was your parents' perspective of money? How did they treat it? What was their relationship with it? How did they teach you about it, right? I know a lot of people that were raised in a very, very traditional home where it was like you have your retirement funds, you make, you know, decent money, but you save it. Spending is bad and you save it all so that you can retire comfortably, right? Like you don't live luxurious, right? And I have friends that also were taught that making money or having more money was bad. It was evil, right? And having money is greedy. And so there is a spectrum of money stories and your responsibility is to understand yours because if you don't think that that's impacting right your life your business and how people buy from you you're you're missing out on a huge opportunity right and so your first piece to this is understanding what your money story is and really starting to uncover that and what you'll notice is you'll really really be in tune to the moments throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month that your money story is showing up, okay? Now, the second piece to this is understanding how it's relating to entrepreneurship and your business and how you sell. So if your money story is money is bad, right? Making money is bad. Uh, People with money are greedy. Imagine how that's coming up for you when you sell, And this comes into play whether you have high ticket, low ticket, like whatever you want to call it, it does not matter the price of your program or service. If you do not feel good about having money and you're probably like, what? How could you not feel good about having money? And this could be subconscious. This could be subconsciously. Okay, you may not be aware of this. You are going to repel it. 
Okay, and how this manifests in a literal conversation with somebody is like you getting caught up in their own money drama, you having to work through their money drama without having right the awareness that your money story is showing up in this conversation as well. So that's one area where I really want you to focus and start connecting the dots for yourself because it all stems from your money story. Then we want to start looking at how is this showing up in your life? And I want you to start studying your patterns. I want you to start studying your behaviors, right? How do you feel when you pay bills? How do you feel when you go out to dinner and you get the check? How do you feel when you have to or you start thinking about investing in your business, what is coming up for you. This is, again, this gives you so much awareness as far as like the triggers or the emotional responses you're having to spending and receiving money. And if you notice, if you start to discover and see how it's showing up in your day-to-day, you can start to reframe those, right? Because if you try to grow a business, you guys, if you are trying to create quantum leaps, okay? And I'm not talking to the hobbyists, right? Or the people that have jobbies, right? You kind of just like do a gig on the sideline for fun. I'm talking about you as a heart-centered entrepreneur that wants to create massive impact and income. You have to understand that there is going to be risk involved and investments at play. You cannot grow a business without spending money in your business, right? You can call this investment, you can call it ROI, like whatever. It's just a matter of, right, spending money to make money. And if you can't reshape that piece and create a healthy pattern around that, it will always feel, you'll always feel stuck. And what happens is you will have a non-investing brain, which attracts non-investing people. Okay, so if you believe that you don't need to invest in yourself or your business and there are patterns there that demonstrate you don't like to let go of money or it feels very uncomfortable to spend money, right? Those emotional responses and that type of behavior will attract more of that. You, You will attract more, not just more of that into your life, but it's going to attract similar people in your audience. When you start to recreate your relationship with money in a way that's abundant and also responsible, you think, you feel, and you do things differently. And that shifting of how you think, feel, and behave is also a magnet to other people like that. Like attracts like. So investors attract investors. High-level thinkers attract high-level thinkers. Buyers attract buyers. So if you're somebody that is constantly, again, white-knuckling their way through life, always feeling scared or operating from lack, you will attract more of those type of people because of, again, how you operate and how you think and how you feel and how you behave right? Because that's going to show up. That's going to show up in your content. That's going to show up in your conversations, right? And it blends into the types of people you attract. So I say all the time, again, if you don't invest in your business, don't expect other people to invest in you. And a lot of people will be like, well, Kinsey, that's easy for you to say you sell. Well, Kinsey, that's easy for you to say you sell 
business opportunities. You can make an um, an ROI attribution so much easier. And that is so, for one, that's a lazy thought. And by thinking that you're missing out on a huge opportunity because you can connect if you're a health coach, a life coach, if you sell candles, if you are building websites, if you aren't able to see the value in the product or service that you provide beyond the actual tangible thing, your audience won't either. You have the opportunity to show like what is the ripple effect I did an episode on demonstrating ROI and people freaking love that go back to that episode and check it out where we uncover that piece but if you don't again whether you're selling business coaching or candles if you don't know how to be an investor in your life in your business not just from a money perspective but time and energy you won't know how to speak to those types of people. And so when it comes to getting your potential clients to buy anything that you have, right, it goes back to understanding your own buying patterns and how that's impacting how people are attracted to you or not. I think that the biggest gap in our market, the biggest gap that separates people that are doing really huge shit online and those that are constantly staying stuck is the people that are investors. The people that shortcut their path by learning from other people that have already done what they're doing, by taking bigger risks and by going all in. And this goes back again to what is your money story? What is your money story? And how is that ripple effect showing up in how you treat your own business and the types of people that's attracting And then lastly, I want to leave you with this piece of pricing. Again, I do not want to get into how to price your product or service because it's less about the price you decide and more about the decision behind it. If you are basing price on janky thoughts like, I'm not good enough, nobody will buy this, I'm pricing this because... I'm worried that people won't be able to afford anything more. That too is the connection between money equals worthiness or price equals worthiness or price equals value, right? And you have to start understanding how the journey of your money story and the drama of your money mindset is driving your business decisions. Because if we go back to the point of this story of getting people to buy whatever you have, if you aren't elevated in the way that you see your own worth, the value that you bring, and the justification of the price you charge, it's going to feel really hard and uncomfortable to sell. And so it's about really changing that dynamic, starting to dive into what does abundant look like for you in your life and your business? What does it mean to take risks and make investments in your life and, and business? And how do you change the relationship with money so that you can elevate yourself? So that you can elevate your own thinking, feeling, and doing, which then is a magnet of attracting more of those types of people. That is when when you are standing in your power in full abundance and you are that risk taker and you are claiming your all-in-ness. You are going all in on yourself and your business There is less resistance altogether. If you think about energetically, there's just less resistance and more people will want it. More people will feel it. More people will be like, oh my gosh, 
where have you been all my life? And it's less about the strategic thinking, right? It's less about like the tactical of packaging and pricing and more about the money story, your money mindset, how you spend, how you receive and your worthiness, your attachment to or the connection to, right? The worthiness and price and money and all the things. So I hope this was helpful in really helping you shift how you think about your selling, how you think about your sales conversations, how you think about when somebody gives you a money objection, what is the emotional response that you have? How are you blending your money drama with their money drama? How can you claim your own brilliance and stand in that abundant power, right? And elevate your brand altogether just by changing that dynamic with money it's like so beautiful so amazing I'm like freaking lit up right now because I could talk all the days about this but it starts with identifying your money story your it starts by identifying your money story and having that awareness in the day-to-day the emotional feeling the emotional responses that are occurring right as the money's coming in and out once you start to see that you're going to completely change how you start viewing money and how you can make more of it in a much more simple way. So I hope this was so good. If you love this, if you wouldn't mind just screenshotting and sharing on Instagram or Facebook, wherever you are, tag me so I can see you and say, hey, we love connecting with our followers over there. And I just wanna, I love to see faces. (laughs) So I hope you have a great week and I will check you next time. Hey you, thank you so much for listening. It's an honor to be able to pour into the hearts and minds of like-minded entrepreneurs all over the world. But my most favorite part is being able to connect with you in real life. If you loved what you heard here, head over to the community where thousands of female CEOs just like you are changing the world one human at a time. We go deeper into the topics we discuss here and give away tangible roadmaps to help you crush your revenue goals. To join this high caliber free community, head over to kinseymackis.com forward slash community. I'll see you there.